In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Leviticus chapter 19, verses 17 and 18, where I'll answer the question, how should I treat my neighbor? Leviticus 19, verses 17 and 18 says, You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. If you're watching this, you probably already know the answer to the question, how should I treat my neighbor? You probably know it and have been told it your entire life. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to treat your neighbor how you would like to be treated. It's the golden rule, the standard for how we get along with one another. And it should come as no surprise that this isn't just a New Testament idea, but this is an idea from the Old Testament as well, that when the Lord is telling the people of Israel how they are to live, how they are to function as a culture, that there are standards for how they behave with one another. There isn't this demand that they constantly get along, but there's this expectation that even in disagreement that you treat one another well. So here are three thoughts from Leviticus chapter 19, verses 17 and 18, answering the question, how should I treat my neighbor? Thought number one, reason frankly. Here's the idea. If you have something against your brother, you have something against your neighbor, you guys aren't getting along, the way you go about handling this is by frankly reasoning with them. That means that you have a discussion about the issue at hand. You talk about it. You reason with one another. You explain your various positions. And in doing so, you are treating one another well. Let's face it, when you're having a disagreement with somebody, wouldn't you rather them come to you and say, what is it that we're having this disagreement about? What is your position? And then you get to articulate your position. And then maybe you can listen to them articulate their position and you can come to some common ground and you can frankly work through the issue. Well, that's the expectation for the people of Israel, and that's the expectation for us as well. That when we are having disagreements, that we are able to talk with one another about it. And when we do that, then we can avoid thought number two. Thought number two, no grudges. You're not supposed to hold a grudge against somebody. When you have a disagreement with your neighbor, you have a disagreement with your brother, you have a disagreement with anyone that you're coming in contact with, you are not to hold a grudge against them, but you're supposed to reason frankly with them, come to a solution, and then from that point, you can carry on with your life. This idea of holding a grudge and hanging on to resentment for long periods of time, do you think that does anybody any good? Do you think that's beneficial to harbor grudges in your heart against people who have wronged you? There's no benefit to that. There's nothing good happening in that. So the command of the Lord for the people of Israel is that they not harbor grudges against one another, but that they work out their differences and they do so in a way that's reasonable. They do so in a way that is mutually beneficial. They do so in a way where they can come to a viable conclusion instead of holding grudges and instead of building up animosity to one another over the course of time. Thought number three, love them. How should I treat my neighbor? I should treat my neighbor with love. 
Jesus elaborates on this. He's asked, who's my neighbor? Because all of the Jewish people, they knew what the expectation was, that they were to love their neighbor. It was ingrained in them as a part of their culture. But they had this question, well, who's my neighbor? Is it the people that I'm just next to? Is it just these folks that I'm related to? Is it the folks who live next to me? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus says, it's anyone that you come into contact with. And here's the expectation. Love anyone you come in contact with. Love every member of humanity. And as you love every member of humanity, then you are fulfilling this command to love your neighbor as yourself. You're fulfilling this great expectation that the Lord has for his covenant people and that really we all ought to have for one another. The expectation of love is pretty simple because we know that God loves all of his creation. The expectation of love is not restricted to just those who we like, who we're getting along with, or any other limiting factors. We are to love all people. That doesn't mean we have to be pushovers, but it does mean that we have to recognize inherently in every one of God's people, in every human being that has been created and bears the image of God, that they are special, that they are significant, that they are important, and that they are our neighbor. So love them. These three thoughts come to you from the assigned reading of Leviticus chapters 19 through 21. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.